today on Better News Radio with Pastor Ricky Elcantan. Friends, wisdom is calling and inviting us to hear and to turn to following. And the consequences are serious. And so there are two brief applications here. The first is that we would hear and obey God's word. As I said, in the noise of the world, we're not short of counsel. And we want to believe that that hidden wisdom is out there somewhere. We just haven't found it to put our life together. And God points us to the wisdom that is hidden in plain sight in his word. Hope in God, oh my soul, he is strong and he is strong to save. Hope in God, he's a rock in your hiding place. He's a mighty fortress. Imagine you're in the mall and a voice comes over the loudspeaker warning everyone to evacuate immediately because of a fire in the building. If you truly hear what the voice is saying, you'll make your way to the closest exit. And if you don't, if you don't believe what's being said, you'll keep shopping. Wisdom is much the same way. She's calling out to us all the time. The question Pastor Ricky will ask is this, are you listening? Now, here's Pastor Ricky with part two of his message entitled, Wisdom is Calling. I was hearing a radio story recently on mattresses and on this radio program, they, they wanted to investigate why people seem to be willing to pay more and more and more for more and more and more elaborate mattresses. Now, if you're selling mattresses, I mean no disrespect to your trade, okay? <laughs> I'm sure you are a good mattress salesperson, but one of the extremes in the story is that there exists, friends, a $90,000 mattress that Elton John sleeps on, and it is made out of who knows what. And so the, the researchers go, and, and they tell you that they are not salespeople. Instead, they're like, I forget what the term is, but like comfort and rest consultants. You know, so you, you come and you meet with a comfort and rest consultant. You describe your problems. Oh, I've been Work has been so difficult, you know, oh, that sounds very hard, you know, and, and you know, my kids, oh, that's just terrible, and you sleep a lot, I don't even get a lot of sleep. Listen, what you need then is if you're only going to get four or five hours of sleep, you need to sleep on the best possible mattress, and so they have you lay down on this thing, and the lights are soft, and there's music playing, and you're just, you, you know, and, and the radio people are saying they themselves are getting sucked in, like, oh my goodness, this is, I mean, yeah, I do need this right, until they tell you how much it costs. Well, one of the things they, they do, though, is they go from there and, and research a ton of other mattresses, and finally they find a group of scientists who study sleep habits, and they push the scientists and say, okay, what mattress really is the best mattress to sleep on? And the scientists really are like, ah, I, don't, I don't really want to answer that. And they're like, no, 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 tell us, what is the best mattress to sleep on? And eventually the scientists say, well, really, the, the real issue is that people need more sleep and that they should exercise and be healthy, and they would sleep a lot better. And they're like, no, no, but what, what mattress, okay, will help us sleep better if we can only get like four or five hours of sleep? And they're like, if you're sleeping four to five hours a night, it's not going to matter whether you're sleeping on the ground or a mattress. You need more sleep than that. And so they asked the scientists, well, why don't people realize this? Why, why don't they first solve that issue before they try to go out and solve it with the mattress? And here's what they said. 
the researchers speculated, well, for a lot of people, it's easier to buy a mattress than to change your life. You, are, you already know what you're supposed to do, right? You and I, know, we need to exercise more, right? Yes, I need to exercise more. We should eat better, shouldn't we? We should. We should go to bed instead of Netflix binging another two hours, right? It's like 10.30, should I go to bed? Well, there's one more episode, and then there's another one after that, and it's 12.30, and you wake up at 6, and you're exhausted, right? That is harder to change than walking into a mattress store. What does that have to do with the book of Proverbs? Well, listen. Why do we, as human beings, not hear the voice of wisdom? And I think the, the answer is this, that we do, but we often don't like what she's saying. We hear her words and walk by, rather than focusing and taking her words to heart because we know what they would mean for us. See, for us, we know that wisdom, according to verse seven, is that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, that spending time with God is where we start to become wise. And every day, wisdom calls to us from the pages of our Bibles. Every day, Wisdom is found as you get with the Bible and get with people from church and open it together. Wisdom is found at church when we gather and sing and study the word. Wisdom is found when you and your spouse get together, wake up 15 minutes earlier and read a psalm or something together before you start the day. And yet those things, friends, are hard, aren't they? <laughs> we would rather buy something that will fix ourselves spiritually than to change our life to be oriented toward the voice of wisdom. Listen, I, I realize I had this pattern uh, lately or uh, last several years of one of the things I battle with as a Christian is anxiety. And I was being anxious about some financial decisions we were making. And, and I, so I would get up early and I, I maybe not quite as early as I hoped, and, and I would open my phone to see what my Bible reading thing of the day was. And then, of course, when my phone is open, I remembered the movie we watched last night, and I remember thinking, what is that actor in? What was that other movie? And so then I'm on the internet Googling this, and then I think, no, 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 okay, I gotta, listen, I gotta, yeah, I need some wisdom about these financial decisions, so put that away. And then I think, well, you know what? This would be a lot better with a cup of coffee. So I go make the coffee and I come back and I'm like, okay, yes, now I'm ready. Now, and, and, and then I think, oh, well, you know what? I forgot to do this. Let me get online and send that email right before I do this. And so 15, 20 minutes later, it's all gone. I have to go to work. I try to read quickly and think, oh man, well, I don't know why the Bible isn't helping me with this financial anxiety, right? See, friends, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but so often wisdom is calling us from the pages of Scripture, from our relationship with the Lord. And we, just like the simple, just like the people that she's rebuking, tend to walk by. We're, we're meant to hear, but we're also meant to turn. That's the second thing. Hear and turn. She says in verse 22, how long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. 
See, there's an admonition here to the simple. The simple is the main audience of this. And the simple, as we covered, are people that simply don't know anything. They, they don't know uh, wisdom. They may not, not, not do or practice the opposite of wisdom. They just don't know a whole lot. They're just simple. But listen, after a certain point, being simple is not naivete, but a choice. See, we can choose to stay where we are. We can choose to stay uninformed or lazy rather than wise. And then we're moved into the category of scoffers and fools. But there's an invitation also. There's an invitation that if you turn at my reproof, I will pour out my spirit to you and make my words known to you. Notice that word, turn. Turn. When I lived in Washington, D.C., we would take the metro sometimes, and I remember being in D.C. for a 4th of July. So you can imagine 4th of July on the mall in Washington, D.C. is crazy. It's very cool until you have to leave. And when you have to leave, about thousands of other people have the same idea. Oh, it's we should be getting home, right? And so everywhere you go, there's these streams of like human traffic. There's like, they're, they're streaming into the metro station or into this other metro station. And, and here's the thing. If you don't do anything, you kind of get bopped, like bumbled along. With, I mean, you could end up anywhere, right? So unless you know where you're going, you just kind of fall into line and get pushed along. And you could end up in Chinatown or whoever, wherever else, right? And so we had this one friend that said, no, no, no. I know what we need to do. We need to get to this other metro station, take this metro up, and then cut over to our final destination. Otherwise, it's going to be crazy. The only problem was that it was like the opposite direction that everyone was going in, right? And so it took like a couple big guys in the front to kind of like clear a path through the stream of people. And you kind of tuck in behind them and, and try to like, try to pray that you're not swept along or trampled or something. See, that, that's the picture in view here. Wisdom sees everyone streaming the same way and is calling you turn. See, left to yourself, you'll be swept along the way that the rest of the world is going. To turn and listen to wisdom requires a choice. It requires you to kind of cut a path through the crowd of people. And this call to turn is first a call to, to listen to wisdom, but it's also a call to obey wisdom, to follow the counsel of wisdom. In other words, when Wisdom says something like this. When it says, the lips of the forbidden woman drip honey, but in the end she is bitter. If you stay in the stream of culture, all of television and movies and your coworkers and even maybe some of your family are gonna push you in that direction. Unless you turn. Unless you hear her voice and say, I'm not moving in that direction anymore. See, the Bible has a term for this. It's called repentance. Repentance literally means to turn and walk the opposite way. It requires you from where you were going this way to turn and walk the opposite way. James 1.22 puts it like this, be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. See, sometimes for us in church, we can feel better that we've gotten to the hear part. 
Wisdom is calling. We're going to hear her. We're going to show up at church. We're going to, yeah, we're the people that are not going across with the rest of, of the world. But listen, there's a second component, and it requires turning. Hearing is good, but be doers of the word also. See, if, if we turn, wisdom says there are two promises, that she will pour out her spirit on us. Now, this is not talking, this is confusing because it's Pentecost Sunday, but this is not talking about the Holy Spirit necessarily. It's talking about wisdom giving us of herself, giving us wisdom itself. It'll, it's, it'll be as if wisdom is poured onto us and seeps into us and in our decision-making and in our thinking. In other words, wisdom is not stingy. You don't have to follow her up to a mountaintop. If you turn, if you choose to turn and follow her, she will make you wise. If we turn, she will make her words. No, she's not going to hide them. She's not going to send them in code. They're clear. She will give them to us. And so all of this is so that I could ask this one question. Are you hearing the voice of God, and are you turning when he speaks? Are you hearing the voice of God, and are you turning when he speaks? That's the call. That's the call. And friend, I, I was convicted this week as I studied this passage. I, I often give myself a clap or a pat on the back for hearing. I spend time in the Bible. I do all of these things. But friends, there are areas in my life where I have heard the voice of wisdom and not turned to follow it. That's what wisdom calls us to do today. And to reinforce this, and we won't be able to spend much time on this, but reinforce this briefly, she lays out a couple consequences. So let me do this just to underline how important this choice is. Verse 24 to 27, as you, I won't read all of that again, but, but it lays out the fact that wisdom um, is, is calling, and at a certain point, when people refuse to listen, she's going to look on as they meet terror or anguish and laugh, and they may at that point call out to her and ask for help, but it will be too late. Now that, maybe to you, that, you think that's not very nice, um, but remember the purpose of this. Remember that this is meant to get young men or simple people to stop believing what all youth typically believe, which is what? All youth typically believe that they are invincible, that they can be irresponsible, that they can YOLO their way through high school or their 20s into crazy parties and risky behavior, and then eventually, at some point in the future, start acting responsibly. What wisdom is saying is this. This opportunity to hear in turn will not be there forever. There will come a time when it's simply too late to hear and follow wisdom. Listen, if you pursue for example, illicit pleasure outside of marriage and you end up with a girlfriend pregnant in a relationship that you've hidden from your wife, it will be too late to escape those consequences. You cannot in that moment, with your wife on one line and your girlfriend on the other, turn to wisdom and go, oh, please help me. There will be consequences. Can the Lord help you? Absolutely. Can you turn to him? Yes, he can. But listen, the consequences of what you've done will hit you. 
Proverbs also speaks about laziness. If you continue in laziness, if you goof off at work and, and shirk responsibility, if you spend money you don't have, and then you lose your job because of it and find yourself behind on all your bills, it will be too late to escape those consequences. Can you turn to the Lord? Yes. Can you find mercy in him? Yes. But you're still going to be behind on your bills and without a job. That's what wisdom is saying. See, terror can strike like in an instant. It can come in a whirlwind. And there are only two paths to what happens when unexpected tragedy occurs. One path ends in anguish and one path ends in safety. Verse 31 says, or verse 29 says, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord and would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof, therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. See, the, the punishment in, in, in this is simply and terrifyingly that God will let you go down the path that you want to walk. That in the end, you will eat the fruit where you have sown the seeds, Right? Ray Ortland comments on an extreme of this on hell as ultimately hell even is an expression of our own will. When we choose to reject God, the punishment, part of the punishment is being cast away from God. Um, he, he says this, C.S. Lewis wrote that there are only two kinds of people in the end, those who say to God, thy will be done, and those to whom God says, thy will be done. <laughs> those who look to the Lord and say, Lord, what, what, what you want? Or those whom God looks down on and says, okay, what you want? See, we, we have bought the lie that sin has no consequences because we sin and we're not struck by lightning, right? For people say this, like, well, man, if I'm not supposed to be doing this, you know, the Lord, I mean, he should give me a sign. He should strike me or something, you know? Maybe part of God's judgment is handing you over to the thing that you want to pursue. What we plant, we will reap. And the great lie of our culture is that we can sin and not suffer from it. But you cannot sin and not suffer from it. You may reap it now or you may reap it a week from now or 10 years from now or in eternity. But one path ends in anguish, but the other path ends in safety. There is a better path. Verse 32 says, for the simple are killed by their turning away. And the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without the dread of disaster. Friends, this picture of dwelling secure is a picture of a fortified city against attack or against the elements, against the storms. And, and this picture is that we will be at ease. It's not as though we'll be wringing our hands. Oh no, will the storm get in? It will be so secure that we'll be playing cards and singing songs. That's the picture. We won't be afraid of what's coming. Look, our, our world is obsessed with protecting ourselves. There are whole industries built on insurance, insurance you can buy in case you get hurt or in case you get cancer or in case you get laid off. There are whole industries built around personal protection by learning Krav Maga or owning a firearm. There's endless seminars about protecting your career or your marriage or your kids. But Proverbs says this, if you truly want to be secure, you will hear the voice of the Lord 
and follow it. There is no place safer in the universe than in hearing God's voice and following and turning toward it. Now, it doesn't mean this disaster may never befall you. Um, persecution can come, disaster can come, but specifically in this context, the, 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 the issue is things that you plant yourself and then reap. And wisdom is inviting us that you can be protected, essentially, friends, from ourselves. You can be protected from terrible money management that leads to you losing your house. You can be protected from pursuing temptation that leads to family disaster. You will be protected from self-inflicted wounds by hearing God's voice and turning to follow it. And Jesus had something to say about this, and this is where we're going to end. Luke 6, 46 says this. He asks a question. Remember Jesus? The full embodiment of wisdom says this, Luke 6, 46. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? You hear the voice of wisdom there? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? Verse 47, everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he's like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, it immediately, it fell and the ruin of the house was great. Friends, wisdom is calling and inviting us to hear and to turn to follow it. And the consequences are serious. And so there are two brief applications here. The first is that we would hear and obey God's word. As I said, in the noise of the world, we're not short of counsel. And we want to believe that that hidden wisdom is out there somewhere. We just haven't found it to put our life together. And God points us to the wisdom that is hidden in plain sight in his word. Friend, are there, are there rhythms in your life for hearing the voice of God? And then are there areas in your life that you have not turned yet? And you may think this. You may think, man, if I really turn in that area, what's going to happen to me? Will I be happy? Will I be safe? How do I know that God will protect me? And this verse says, listen, it may appear at first glance more dangerous, but turning and following is the safest place for you to be. But then the greater application is this. Friend, have you turned to the wisdom of the cross? Now, maybe you've grown up religious and haven't really known the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Open God, oh my soul. is acquiring facts and information about a given subject. Wisdom is the proper application of facts and information. You know, it's one thing to know about something. It's a whole other thing to be able to properly utilize that thing. We all want wisdom. Wisdom is this wonderful gift that allows us to carefully and safely navigate through this life. In this eight-part series entitled Wisdom for Life, 
Pastor Ricky will explore what the book of Proverbs has to say about wisdom. For more information, email us at radio at betternewsradio.com. Again, that email address is radio at betternewsradio.com. Sometimes it is just easier to call. Our phone number is 915-562-7100. We'll be happy to help you. Again, our phone number is 915-562-7100. You can learn more about Better News Radio, Cross of Grace Church, and Pastor Ricky at our website, betternewsradio.com. All of Pastor Ricky's messages through the Bible are available to listen to or download for free at betternewsradio.com. You'll also find contact information, driving directions to the church, and details about activities and upcoming events on our website. We also encourage you to follow the Better News Radio Twitter feed at Cross of Grace EP, where Ricky tweets additional thoughts about the messages you hear on Better News Radio. Or connect with us on Facebook, again, at Cross of Grace EP. Well, that's all the time we have for today. From all of the production team here at Better News Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and please make plans to join us again for the next edition of Better News Radio.